Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 18th of February, 2021. This is The Gap, episode 553. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gore is here, and uh, there's no more news in Australia, I hear, Job. That's it. It's over. They've banned news. It's gone. All news It's no longer fake news, it's no news. Uh, That's right, that's great. Uh, Well, I mean, broadly the same thing. Uh, In some areas- So what do you do um, now? Is Is it just like- you just make things up now? Is that what's going on? Or Sky News has been doing that for ages. Um, <laughs> but we got him. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, I guess you go to, uh, I don't know, the websites themselves. Like, hmm. the problem was, right, It's this is objectively bad, right? Facebook should not be fucking throwing its dick around like this and just wholesale banning news all over the place. The Gap has been uh, hidden. I don't know if you noticed because we haven't posted in nearly two years. Uh, But uh, we got caught up in this somehow. Um, I haven't looked at this. Yeah. Really? Uh, Yeah, yeah. You can, like, see it if you go directly to the page, but or, like, it's sort of going out in waves. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we got caught up in it, and uh, which is hilarious. But yeah, they shouldn't be unilaterally deciding whether or not people should be allowed to read news or not. The the flip side is that uh, people on Facebook don't fucking read news. Mm. Uh, they read headlines and then they just react. And so like there has become a culture of, in Australia of people just reacting purely to more and more outrageous headlines uh, to the point where like the number one sites for the number one pages and the number one stories in Australia for the last couple of months haven't even been. They've been shit like fucking Pete Evans, that dipshit fucking celebrity chef who talks Mm. about how vaccines are going to cause autism and shit, right? That's the problem, right? In some ways, right? This I my I'm hoping this will actually be a really good thing for Australians because their fucking eyes will open and they'll they'll actually like they'll click through to the news to find out and they'll actually get all of the news as opposed to the the reactionary clickbait headlines that generally get shared around on Facebook. Um, yeah, that's that's my dream. It's like that uh that uh episode of The Simpsons where all the kids go outside again and start playing and it's like it's got that music and like they're mm. they're they're no longer under the spell. That's my hope. Yeah. But um yeah, that's not gonna happen. No, it's it's like it's pretty fucking cooked. I mean, you see, like the big publishers aren't gonna care about this, right? It's not gonna matter to them. Um, but it is gonna matter to smaller publishers. Right? Mm-hmm. Like the Channel 9s or the News.coms or, like, fucking the Murdoch stuff, none of that's going to fucking care about this because they could just sort of weather this storm, right? And it won't matter. But littler sites are going to fucking cop it. Survivor and stuff, right? If they're relying on Facebook for views and views for ad traffic, then they're in mm-hmm. a lot of trouble at the moment. This mm-hmm. is uh like the reason we haven't posted to Facebook for a couple of years is because Facebook's been cooked for fucking years. Like, yeah, I, I don't use Facebook other than talking to people. 
yeah, that's, Facebook Messenger. That's my number one thing. Like the whole purpose of Facebook to me is, is it's kind of why I use Twitter a lot more now is that I, I'm able to see the things that I follow, but Facebook doesn't do that. They yeah. stopped a long time ago. They show you the things they want to show you. Yep. And, and so you stop getting that stuff. And so it's, yeah, it's just not because they're all about ads. They want you to pay money exactly. for people to be able to see your stuff. And that's, I mean, there's been, I've seen posts out there of, of, small businesses being like yeah like the stuff doesn't even it's it's not even working for us there's no point it doesn't like help anyone when i was uh esports editor at red bull right uh the aussie stuff blitzed blitzed the overseas stuff uh in terms of traffic and views and it was entirely because i would craft a very clickable fucking headline uh, and the the teams overseas weren't doing that, and so like Aussie Aussie esports content was ripping, and like mm. the the US team they were doing interviews with like fucking esports legends and shit, and I'm doing interviews with you know Aussie esports legends, but comparatively nobodies. But it didn't matter because my shit was like that much more shareable. And so yeah. that was that was killing on one hand. And then they changed the algorithm around the same time that I stopped doing anything on Facebook for the gap. Uh, although we barely ever did anything on Facebook for the gap. It was never really that good an idea. Uh it just didn't work. We Discord has fully uh like replace any yeah any any way that we might get anything out of facebook anyway but um yeah uh they changed it so that if you didn't pay any money it didn't matter how clickable your title was it wasn't going anywhere and hmm. also if you paid money they would literally just cram it into people's news feeds regardless of what and it turned into like literally ads like you were saying Right. Like, yeah. at that point, yeah, now I'm not sharing some interesting content to people. I am advertising a news or a, a feature article. And that's not how this is supposed to work. Like, yeah, Facebook's just fucking, they've cooked all this shit. Um, yeah. The, like, when I when I go to my, my feed now, I've got, Two posts, one post from like a group I'm in, someone posting, then I've got an ad, then I've got someone I follow, someone I follow, and then an ad, and then stuff that like I'm not even following, but it's like, hey, you might like this. Here's a video of a fucking uh, dog being rescued and like all this random stuff. Yeah. Like dog rescued from an oil pit. Like I don't follow any of this. That's why I like... um Twitter a lot more because I get to see everything for the stuff that I follow in in order. Whereas the stuff here, like the the number one thing that I'm seeing on my post right now is from eight hours ago, and it's something I'm not really I don't really care about. It's just like it used to be good, and then they turned it into this whole ads thing, and it's just like, ugh. like uh, even Instagram's gone the same way, where it's just every third post is an ad, and it's like. It's just it feeds you stuff that it thinks it wants you to feed using the algorithm, and you just sometimes you don't even see people you follow anymore because it just buries them so fucking far down. Um, 
dude. Yeah. It's it's I think it's trash um social media at this point. It's only like I literally only use it to talk to people and organize the events and things that are on there because that's how stuff is organized sometimes. Yeah, that's basically or like yeah, I don't I don't use my Facebook feed for anything at all. It's Messenger. I'd be mm. happy to ditch Messenger. And that's about it. I don't use Instagram. Um yeah. But like I guess the other thing is, right? It's not like it's not like the Australian government are fucking off the hook on any of this shit. Uh, oh, this is absolutely to get more money to the Rupert Murdoch's. <laughs> like that is one hundred percent. Like you, if you read, I haven't read the updates to the agreement, but the original form of the the agreement that I read, like you had to have, uh, like a hundred and fifty thousand dollar revenue threshold, um, just to even like get a look in at the the share of money. So, like, smaller, again, you know, the survivors and stuff, they were never going to see shit. They get punished, right? They get punished out of this shit uh, when Facebook takes everything away. Uh, but they don't, they would never have even gotten a fucking sniff at any mm. of this supposed shared revenue from Google and Facebook. It was never about uh, smaller content creators. Like, they were never going to get fucking anything out of this, right? Yeah. The, the government, they just, but like, it's more, more of the same from a government that has never fucking understood the internet on any fucking level. The, the same government that, you know, bollocksed the fucking MBN for years and years. It's still half cooked. Uh, the same government that in introduced a fucking, a block, a pirating block, a piracy block that was defeated uh, in about 30 seconds. By a fucking sixteen-year-old uh, who changed his DNS settings, um, like, and also even if you don't change it, it really works the way it's supposed to. Like, but the the fucking other thing is that like we just keep fucking I don't know get them in again. So, mm. yep. Like, so so like, what happens when you go to our our page? Is it is it blank or is there stuff there? Um. When you search our page, yeah, uh, it it won't show up any any really posts. Yeah, mine I can like it's showing up for me, but it takes like thirty seconds for it to show up. Yeah, for everything so to show up. What's like, happening? The entire page. But if I go to like Survivor, it's it's completely blank. Like there's nothing. Yeah, so it's it's basically showing like there's nothing's being posted. It's it's rolling out slowly. Yeah. Sure. So I assume it's going to be hit because it's taking fucking ages to load yeah. whatever it's doing. Yep. Yeah, that's cooked. So does that mean we stop doing the news now? Like, oh, you reckon? So, so we can get on. <laughs> We're not allowed to. Smart. <laughs> um. Well, we uh, don't call it news. We call it fictional stories. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, made up stuff that that we <laughs> just came up with on the fly. Um. But yeah, anyway, the the long and short of it is, you know, Google can get fucked for this, Facebook can get fucked for this, the Australian government can get fucked for this, Murdoch can get fucked for this. None of this should have ever been a fucking thing, uh, but it is, and everyone can get fucked. Um, yeah. 
That's nice. Um, all right. Well, there you go. I uh, wonder how long this lasts for. <laughs> like what, yeah. what is the outcome here? Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Should we talk about some games then? There's some, um, there's some stuff on here. Not a whole lot, but we'll go through what we can. Feels like it'll be a bit of a short one this week, but that's okay. Um, you've been playing more Valheim or still playing Valheim. It's the the game of the, uh, I don't know, the moments, I would say. It, it's the game it's of sort, the sort of early February. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like we need something to play, and uh, this seems all right. Like I've I've sort of been watching the Steam chart. It's it seemed to have um I don't know like lined out a little bit. Plateau, it was yeah. it was yeah it was kind of going up and up and up. And the last couple of days it started to go a little bit down. But that's not to say they haven't like killed it. They're doing stupid numbers on Steam at least. It's like yeah. the third biggest game right now. Um, competing against obviously Valve's two biggest games like Counter Strike and Dota. Uh, Counter-Strike is just going stupid right now. I don't know what they're doing in Counter-Strike, but that that game is gone bananas. It, it's It's been around so long that I'm every time I look at the numbers they're doing, I'm like, why is it still going up? How How is it still going up? Like, I don't hear anything about, like, the stuff they're doing over there apart from, like, hey, we, we're putting in this new map. It's Dust 4 or something like that. Like, we're, we're putting it back in rotation. Um but it, every time I see the numbers, it's like yeah, breaking records now. It's the, it's it's hitting peaks. So I don't know. Anyway, um, and then like Dota's just doing Dota things. But yeah, yeah, Valheim is 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 doing pretty good. You, you look at stuff that was up there, like um, Among Us is sort of, was it Among Us? Yeah, it was up there recently, and that's kind of dropped off a little bit. And I and I I've kind of felt that was going to happen because of just the the nature of that beast is. Um, I think it's transitioned to online, I believe. I, I don't think it's dropped off all that much. I think it's just transitioned, not online, onto mobile. Like, I think it's just more popular on mobile than it is on PC. Yeah, yeah, it's just dropped off PC. Yeah. Um, the other, What was the other one that was doing? Uh, Fall Guys. Uh, Fall Guys really oh, yeah. Yeah. dropped off as well. Just these, like, I, I'm kind of curious as to, is that what Valheim is going to be? Is it going to be the... The thing of the moment, or is it going to be a, um, uh, you know, a PUBG that sort of sticks around for a little bit, or uh, uh, what else is popular? Like Rust is pretty popular these days, and Ark and and those sorts of games. Like, what's your sort of feeling on 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 how much how much what are the legs of Valheim? What do they got to keep keep doing to keep this going? Um, well, I mean, I'm about done with it for a little while. I don't think it needs to hold these numbers for ages. In my opinion, it, it has that uh, that classic forest slash Subnautica energy. It's mm. not a, like, I mean, yeah, you you look at Ark or Rust or whatever, and, like, those are games that I think people are always playing. Um, right. They always get, like... You know, there there are reasons to continue to play at all times because it's online and like broadly competitive. But Valheim is purely cooperative. There is a contained uh game loop. Um like we've been playing me and Drew have been playing fucking loads and we are up to the final boss. 
um like once we kill the final boss i'm sure they will add more stuff later um mm -hmm. but there's no reason for us to continue to play at, after that there's barely sure. reason for us to continue to play at this point um it's it's one of those games where i think in a year it'll be interesting to see where it's at i'll be very intrigued to see, like maybe if we go back in uh if sons of the forest doesn't come out this year right then around christmas we'll all jump in and make a brand new server make it dedicated so that everyone can play even when someone's not necessarily online and um yeah jump in and, and play that um to see where it's it's gone in that space of time um if they make sons of the forest it won't matter we'll just play that obviously um but yeah i think it'll be one of those games and then you know i don't know i've seen the roadmap i don't know how long they plan on developing this game for uh after they they release but like probably be... a, a bit longer now <laughs> this yeah. stage yeah well yeah two million sales right that's fucking huge um so yeah they they'll probably you know continue on for an extra year so it might be a game that again you jump into a year later or six months later and play obsessively for a week or two and i think that's more valheim speed i don't think it is like you know it doesn't have the creation tools of uh minecraft or uh the modability of minecraft and it doesn't have the pvp uh sort of social aspect of rust or arc um so there's no need to like always log on and protect your base from raiders and all that kind of shit um you can just sort of let it go come back a little while later and find out you know oh yeah what have they done to valheim exactly like we did with the forest um or yeah. exactly like i did with subnautica i would jump in every six months play the shit out of it and then bail again um yeah i think that that works for valheim and it will work for valheim uh going forward although yeah definitely think dedicated server uh is is in order um yeah i mean i'm I'm having fun although i nearly rage quit uh on it earlier this week i'd had enough uh drew's drew's the seed that so every world is generated based on a seed and the seed that drew generated is just fucking it's just trash um it is such a bad fucking you're saying drew's seeds are trash <laughs> <laughs> it's just he's shooting wet dust um no um yeah no it's just a shitty fucking world seed and we just wind up in these situations where like we so to find the fourth boss um you have to go into the mountains biome and find either the altar to summon the, the fourth boss or there are like these beacons littered around the game that sort of will point you in the right direction and uh like i just like early on well i mean the first one right ichthyr the the deer god uh it tells you right from the get-go where to go for ichthyr and so you you armor up and you get ready and you go fight ichthyr but after that you then find 
the location of the second boss, the Elder, by going through like burial chambers, right? And the burial chambers, mm-hmm. once you've gone all the way through them, and it's pretty hairy when you've got like fuck all armor and you don't know how to play the game all that well, and you don't know you can uh, like easy parry fucking skellies and one hit them with a fucking club. But like before, like before you know any of that, you're like inching your way through these fucking these burial chambers until you find this thing, and then it tells you where the elder is, and then you go and fight the elder, and it's terrifying uh they've definitely nerfed the elder by the way i'm i'm you cannot fucking convince me otherwise it is so much easier than when we fought it i was watching uh like heath posted a video of him doing it he was getting hit by the elder and when jai got hit by the elder he was one shot he got one shot by it he was in bronze armor Mm. he's like but yeah he just got fucking instantly deleted by the elder, was um, it maybe like a crit hit or something? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it was. Although he died three times, so how's how's he going to get fucking crit three times? Jai's just bad. He's really unlucky. Bad. <laughs> that, like, if it's not Quake, he's bad. Um, but like Drew died once, and he seemed to get like I think he got two hit. He got like uh ninety percent done, and then. Like, te- he was surrounded by tentacles and one of them got a lucky hit in. I didn't die. I didn't get hit. So I don't know. I don't have a good measure of how much damage the Elder does to a, like, a, but based on my observations of the two people who were fighting with me, it seemed like he hit really fucking hard. He had range for fucking days. He had, like, a giant health pool. Um, And then, yeah, I watched Heat's video and Heath was getting hit all over the fucking place and not taking all that much damage. You Not all over. He got hit a bunch of times, more times than you would think is is viable for someone who, like, if you've watched your own teammates get one or two shot. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I, like, you know, we went and played in, we took Frisco through it. Um and like Frisco got hit a couple of times, he didn't die. Like, there's a chance. I think Heath might have like fully upgraded his armor before he went, so he may have like basically over leveled. Uh, he was talking mm. about how he mined way too much tin, uh, and he's like looking for excuses to use tin. Um, but yeah, I don't know that Frisco did. Um, although hey, at my current level. With my current gear, I can um, parry the Elder, which is pretty good. It's just stand in front of this giant tree god and fucking parry, stab, 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 parry, which is, uh, yeah. You couldn't do that in Dark Souls. I'll tell you what, this thing's as big as, like, <laughs> it, like it's a giant-sized enemy. Um, But, yeah, so you find the Elder, you go to the swamp, right? And uh, then... The same, like, that's the loop, right? That's the game loop, right? You get an item um, that allows you to upgrade. So the first, when you kill a boss, it allows you to acquire the resources you need to upgrade. And then it also, uh, like, sort of vaguely points you in the direction of the next biome you need to go to. So when you kill the Elder, you get a Swamp Key. 
So you know you need to go to the swamps. And the key is the key to your next, uh, you know, upgrade. You get iron, and while you're going through the, the thing that the key unlocks, uh, I'm trying to be vague because I don't want to ruin the, the loop for anyone. Um, mm -hmm. While you're going through, you eventually find the, the thing that points you to the third boss. And we went through, like, the the swamp on the continent that we started on. Because, um, you know, it's, it's split up into these giant islands. Um, the swamp on the continent we started on had five of these uh, locations and no indicator where the boss was. So we had to, like, gut leave the basic island just to find uh, the the next boss, which is, I, I find to be unbelievably annoying. Um, and then from there, and, like, all of the biomes are present on this starting continent. Uh, but it turns out none, nothing you need to fucking progress past basically the start of swamps exists. Like there's plains, there's mountains, there's swamps, there's black forest and there's um, meadows. And like the mountains have no silver. The plains have no flax. Uh, the the swamps didn't have the indicator for the boss. Like, we just wound up in this situation where, like, so five different things just to get the the thing that would, like, the, the, the pointer, the signal that would tell us where to find the fucking boss. That's annoying. Uh, and then after that, we had to go to ten fucking mountains all over the fucking map like we went fucking way north we had to go fucking way south 10 different mountain regions to find the signal to find the fucking fourth boss and mm -hmm. legitimately i was i was fucking done uh i was like i just don't know what the fuck we're supposed to do because like me and drew uh, uh had been like trying to not look shit up Trying to mm. not Google stuff, trying to play it the like the raw way that I think you're they'd want you to play it. Uh and I gave up. I just fucking Googled it. I'm like, okay, I, I don't know anymore. Maybe we fucking missed it. Maybe we're supposed to like we're looking for like caves, because it's been in, in some sort of cave instanced sort of thing every single time. We're looking for caves. We've come across these like towers and they've got nothing. These houses that are always guarded by these two giant fucking rock monsters. Nothing, 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 nothing. We're not getting like we, I don't know, fucking four out of five mountains we went to didn't have any fucking silver on them either, which is the next like upgrade. Like we just got fucking dicked on this shit and it was driving me bananas. And so eventually, yeah, just fucking called it. I'm just like, oh, I'm fucking Googling. And it turns out we'd just gotten unlucky. We'd fucking straight mm. up gotten unlucky. Um, and literally, uh, like, even even looking it up, I went and, uh, like, looked it up, but the, the details went, like, were a bit weird. It was like, 
um, you'll see something, uh, and it'll be filled with something else. And we're like, that must be a, mis a misprint. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, so I asked Junglist, who's finished the game, uh, what the fuck? And he's like, um, I don't remember. Uh, let me ask. <laughs> and he went to ask the team that he did it with. And by the way, Junglist offered to tell me. Like, I was like spinning out because I couldn't find the shit. And he's like, oh, do you want me to tell you? I'm like, no, man, I'm going to find it. It's fine. And then I'm like, okay, tell me. He's like, oh, I don't remember. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Why would you offer? Um. Anyway, um. So as as he goes to ask his his friends, that's when we land on another mountain and find the fucking thing, and we destroyed the boss. But by the time we were up to it, like we were literally at a point there where like we just we had almost too much silver at that point. Like we had just been, we're like on these mountains trying to find these things, digging in random locations. Oh, maybe we have to dig up the silver. We take it back. We had fucking dragon eggs for days, like all this kind of shit. And so we just had everything we needed that we were like upgrading our armor, upgrading our weapons. Uh, we were even like starting to, take on like the next little bits uh like venturing into planes and taking on shit in there uh just because we were like at a loss we needed something to break up going through these mountains and not finding the shit we needed um yeah we're just spinning out and so we we're hugely over leveled when we went to went to the, the like the next well to the boss fight and now we're pretty well suited even though we don't have a lot of the stuff we need we're pretty well geared mm. and ready for the planes we just need to somehow find the last boss and god knows how much of a ball lake that's gonna be but yeah right so like, what I gather is just Drew seeds are bad. That's that's, that's all it. I'm hearing about these that's, stories. That's what you get. That's that's it. That's broadly it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I like the best times I have in that game are uh, when everything's going wrong. Uh, I don't know if it's got like a an AI director in the background or something like that that knows, but like I have noticed that. Like every single time everything's going, everything's fucked. That's when shit gets even more hectic. Like we, I died uh, on a mountain and I had to like drive a boat back over because we hadn't made a fucking portal uh, like dipshits. And I had to drive this boat back over and... While I'm driving over, a sea serpent attacks. But the boat I was on 
was already like pretty low on health and I didn't have any weapons. Uh, and the sea serpent is literally just bashing into this boat. And so all, and, but like at the same time, I'm like 30 seconds away from where I was going in the first place. And so like, I just sort of turned the boat. Uh, so it still had wind behind it, but was angled directly into the fucking, like just to beeline straight for the land. And it, it, like it's straight up is careening towards the land and then the land that it's like the only land that I can probably get to without it being destroyed. And if it, if it gets destroyed, you have to swim back to shore and you lose stamina and you drown real fucking fast after you've lost stamina and you lose stamina. Like when you're just respawning, you, you lose stamina pretty quickly. Hmm. So, I'm beelining straight to land. You can see this ship is falling to bits. This sea serpent is just fucking it up. Because uh, I can't, like, yeah, I can't attack it back and, like, or anything. And there on the fucking coast is about, I don't know, 15 fucking graylings and grey dwarves. Uh, which aren't a terror, like, they're not a, an enemy that you give a fuck about uh, unless you have no gear at all. Uh, like, Greylings are, like, the f the first monster you'll really come up against. Grey Dwarves are the evolution of them. If you've got no gear at all, you're basically the same as someone who just spawned. Uh, and so I'm, like, yeah, I'm stuck, right? Like... I'm on this boat. If the boat gets destroyed and it's about to get destroyed, it sinks. I die. Then we don't have a boat. We still don't have a portal because I've got all the gear. Like I've got the the stuff we need to make the portal. Uh, and I will have died. I'll have lost the the marker for my dead body. So I'll have to find that again. Like I, so I won't have any gear again. I'll have to make a fucking new boats to come back over. I'll have wasted about 15 minutes of sailing time, et cetera, et cetera. That's that one. And if I land on the fucking shore, I'm going to get mobbed by fucking gray dwarves. I'm like, this is some rock and hard place shit. I am yelling at Drew to come help because I know he's, I know he's not close, but he is like not that far away. He's like he's up the coast from where I am. He just needs to get down here and do anything at all. He is like on his bow, just fucking flinging arrows into, and he's like hitting. He's hitting the fucking sea serpent. He's hitting the graylings, uh, the gray dwarves in front of me. The boat is at like ninety percent done. 90%, maybe 95% done, and it crashes into the shore, and I leap off over the fucking heads of these grey doors, and I just fucking sprint up the coast towards Drew, who is, like, pinging at these grey doors. And the sea serpent wants to finish off the boat, comes in, and it hits one of the grey doors, which have, like, sort of surrounded the boat, 
And so all the Grey Dwarves start attacking the Sea Serpent, and the Sea Serpent starts fighting that instead, and the boat is just sort of sitting there, and I'm piss-bolting, and Drew's, like, just sort of pinging arrows in until the Sea Serpent, like, gets to, like, I don't know, a third of its health left, and it just fucking legs it. And I get all my gear back, and we go and murder all the fucking Grey Dwarves, and we save the fucking boat, sort of, uh, and, yeah, it was, like, successful. And somehow the game knew, because I don't, I don't understand how it knew, but it knew, like, that was the time to throw everything at me. Like, I've done, I'd literally been, I was browsing the internet on the other screen, because, like, when you're sailing, right, it's very much just a set and forget type thing. There's, it's not, like, a lot. It's probably less engaged uh, than, like, Sea of... Well, it's definitely less engaged in Sea of Thieves, but, like, even from a moment-to-moment basis, there's no need to, like, adjust wind or anything. You set it in a direction and you let it fucking go. Um, And, yeah, like... I'd been browsing on a different fucking screen, not paying any attention, because what fucking reason would I have to care about like what was going on i was just i just had to fucking sail in a straight line for the next fucking 10 to 15 minutes and somehow it timed it so that it was like just barely enough time for me to get out of this boat and live i if it had gotten any earlier i was done i was like fucked and somehow it didn't it timed it perfectly it was fucking amazing i don't know if it was hmm. deliberate or if it was just that's just lucky or what, but yeah, it was something crazy to me. It was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah. Look, all I got out of that was we need to play Sea of Thieves. That's that's oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's where I went with that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Anything else to add about Valheim? Uh, I don't think so. No. Um, no, I, I'll probably finish it off, but I don't know if I'm going to play it much after that. We might go back into Day Z instead of see see of things. Hey, Day Z, true. Day Z. What do you think? Hey, hey, hey. They just went to one point one. I think it just went one point one. Is Day Z out now? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Ages. Um. All right. Maybe we'll look at that. We, we're going to look at Minecraft, I thought. Oh, yeah. Minecraft going. Yeah, I was, I was playing Minecraft with RTX on. It was, oh, uh, it was looking pretty slick. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we should check that out. All right, let's uh, move on to... Uh, I've been playing a lot. I got uh, just two games this week. A lot of Dead by Daylight still. Um, I touched on this last week. They rolled out their big... Uh, big update 4.5 um, was the update and uh, not really happy with it as I talked about uh, issues with the HUD um, weird animation issues with like desync between killers and um, survivors uh, and a couple of other weird changes that they put in um, like updating maps and some of the maps were broken things like that but uh, they rolled out a, a hotfix yesterday, which fixed some of the maps being broken. So they put them back into rotation. Um, 
stuff that's still to come is the HUD fixes. They've moved, they're moving everything back to the bottom left, basically. Right. They've spent months and months of work, they've said, working yeah. on this HUD. And for whatever reason, they could have shown me a picture of the HUD and I, in, in five seconds, I could have told them how to fix it. <laughs> uh, but instead, they've, they've spent all this time doing this stuff and, and wasted a bunch of time. And it uh, looks like their next hot fix, which will probably be my guess in the next week or two, um, will because of what I certification works on on consoles. It usually takes about a week, yep. um, so I, I would I would guess it's going to be maybe another two weeks. Uh, but anyway, they're moving all that stuff back to the left. So the um, the generator icons going back to the bottom left. Um, the uh, survivor icons, if you're the killer, will go back to the. Um, not necessarily in the same spot it was before but it's still going to be on the left hand side a little bit lower than where it was Um, the hook indicator when you're a killer will be back on the bottom left like everything that was scattered sort of on the outskirts of the HUD uh, is now going either in the bottom left or the bottom right where it used to be so that's a good uh, good change and um, a couple other things they're sort of working on is the, the clarity of some of those indicators as well was was not great and i believe that's going to be coming a little bit later on down the track but uh it's it's a step in the right direction it's it's a step that shouldn't have been there in the first place but that's where we're at um the desync issue whatever it is i don't think they've really addressed it as to what is causing it other than that they know it's a problem uh it hasn't been fixed yet apparently that is coming in the next update as well Cool. Um, the hit, hit registration thing. But like I've said last week, because I only played a little bit back then, um, it's to me, it does seem like some sort of desync problem because it's, uh, I've, I've obviously got a bit more information now, but it's it's like completely unnoticeable when you're a killer. Like you yeah. can't, this is basically what's happening when, when you're a killer and you hit a, a survivor on the survivor's screen they are quite far away from the killer and, and you can't hit them. Like it doesn't look like they'd be able to hit you. But on the killer screen, you're right up on the on top yeah. of them. You can hit them. Um, and playing it more, I've noticed like if I try and uh, hit someone who is just out of reach, who I shouldn't be able to hit, I can't hit them. And so it, that's telling me it's not like a, um, a weird lag thing or something because... I you'd, you'd think that I'd still be able to hit them, but it's not working. So yeah, um, I don't know what's going on there, but it's it seems to be some weird desync issue between what the survivors are seeing and what the killers are seeing because they're obviously a lot further away on their screen um, to what you're seeing. So I mean, at least they they have said they've identified the problem, um, and we'll, we'll see if that gets fixed. But I'm not playing Survivor at all at this stage unless yeah. I need to do my daily uh, missions, which gives you blood points. And once I clear that, I leave because yeah. it is it is absolutely noticeable. Like every time you're hit by someone, mm. um, uh, every time a killer hits you, you're just like so far away and like you've kind of got to play it a little bit harder. Like you've got to time things a lot differently and make sure that you know if you drop a pallet to try and stun them you're you've got that distance there because if you mistime it it's you're just gonna fail miserably um so i'm st- i'm basically st- staying clear of, of all that sort of stuff at this point until they fix it yeah. um but i did unlock another uh killer using the in-game uh currency that you get for just playing um i'm yet to buy any of this stuff which is cool uh so i unlocked blight who is a um 
apparently he's Scottish. I don't know where they get this stuff from. I guess it's all the lore information that, right. that they have in the game. Sure. Uh, y- yeah, but his abilities as a killer, um, right, he runs into things. He's got like five tokens and you use this rush ability and uh, you bash into obstacles or walls or you know rocks, trees, anything that's kind of surrounding your environment. And when you do that, he slams against it and uh, there's like a, like a one and a half seconds that you've got in order to move, uh, move around and look in a different direction. And then you're able to initiate your rush ability again. And then he charges off. And then for, um, you know, seven or eight seconds, he runs in a, in a line. You can actually move around a little bit as well. Uh, but you're, you've got to basically like chain these rush combos um, and bump into things. And it allows you to move really quickly and uh, get from one place to another. And once those tokens have uh, depleted, you get uh, like a, a stun or a stagger. He has to, uh, he stabs himself with like a syringe and that power starts recharging again. Uh, and so when you're chasing survivors, you can either do a basic attack, which is your left click ability and, and attack someone, or you can enter this rush mode um, and try and hit somebody. But in order for you to do that, you've actually got to hit some thing. You've got to run into something first. So you've got to bounce off of a wall, turn around and like charge at somebody and then try and get the swing timing right to be able to hit them. Uh, so it's it's um, it's um good for op- more open areas, like areas that aren't claustrophobic because you've really got to um, bash into things properly and try and avoid uh, tight corridors and, that, and things like that. So the way you sort of work around this killer as a survivor is get into find find areas that you can like loop or get between cover so so that he doesn't have um things to sort of bounce off of or be able to hit you easily so you kind of want to put some distance between you and him and also have something else in between you um and so you kind of don't want to focus on survivors that kind of are able to find a good spot that they can really use to their advantage and run around and just kind of waste your time. Um, what I've found that's worked really well is just being able to down a survivor really quickly, get them on the hook, and then look for the people that are coming to rescue them and then like really starting to put a lot of pressure on them. Like I was playing a game yesterday where I was getting destroyed uh, by this this group of, of survivors like they had basically like one dude was just looping me at the killer shack um and i I was having a lot of trouble bouncing between obstacles there because i'm still trying to learn how to use him properly yeah um the idea is when you get to an area that you can loop as a survivor you've got to look they they've got strategically things around those areas that you can bounce off of to um, to try and get around this stuff really quickly, and and I can I'm starting to learn like where I should bounce and um, things I should avoid and that sort of stuff. And so, but this this dude was just smashing me like he he knew exactly what to do. I eventually got him, and then all his friends came over, and then I just started. I had like one generator left or something like that. They needed. Yeah. I had like one hook. They just right. started. They were mincing me, so I downed him. And then they got. They just got too cocky, and I just I started downing them like one <laughs> after the other, and like they were trying to rescue each other, um, like really quickly. And so I would just start like I, oh, I got to a point where I'd like, play. yeah, like I was just slugging them at that point because I was like, "Fuck you! If you if you're gonna run at me with like 
I think three of them had like flashlights as well. And I tried to do uh, flashlight save. Yeah. And so I'd, tr- I'd like bait the pickup and pretend I'm going to pick up this guy. And you'd hear them like coming running around the corner. And I'd be like, fuck you, I'm not picking them up. <laughs> and just slug them. <laughs> um, eventually I downed all of them. And uh, well, I, I didn't down, like I killed all of them. Uh, and so that was, pr- they were all like GG and like fucking hell. Like <laughs> that sort of thing. They weren't giving me shit or anything like that. But um nice i like i feel like uh i'm having fun with him but it's it's definitely a killer that you've got to put a lot of time into and really learn how to play it properly and once you can do that he's uh he seems to be very powerful at moving around the map yeah and so um i'm pretty close to maxim him at 50 uh the level cap Damn. and then uh i'll move on to the next one i think at this stage i'm gonna start buying some actual killers um because the ones that you can't buy are the like uh the themed not themed killers but like i like properties ips or like stuff that is in movie properties or things like that so you're um hillbilly not hillbilly uh cannibal from uh what's he from uh texas chainsaw massacre um and uh the guy from silent hill pyramid head and that those sort of things you can't actually buy using the in-game currency you've got to pay money for them um to go grab them which is understandable i guess that there's obviously uh the people behind those license holders are getting money for them so they they can't necessarily i guess give them away for free um so i think i'll start dropping some money on on some of those guys and leveling them up because i feel like i've got like five four or five of those ones that i haven't picked up yet so um yeah that's where i'm kind of going through next i guess uh until they fix some of this other stuff i think there's a new uh killer survivor coming in in about six weeks um so we'll kind of see what that is i'm i'm kind of like the one thing that i really want to see as a killer i think it'd be really interesting would be like um i'd sort of liken it to like the thing where you're able to uh transform or um like shapeshift into a another survivor and kind of pretend you're a survivor i think that'd be really interesting i don't know how you'd work it from a gameplay like i haven't thought about like what kind of gameplay things you do but it'd like be a, broken um, from a for survives with friends groups wouldn't it like you'd have no hope i mean unless you could warp into like another killer as well No, I, like the the kind of thing that I'm wanting, that I'm thinking about is the whole, I know what you mean, but it'd be broken with Survive With Friends because you've got that ability to talk to each other. Yeah. Um, But the idea of being able to infiltrate a group and pretend you're another survivor or like not realize that this thing that is chasing you is actually the killer or that is like pretending to help you repair a generator and all of a sudden they'll pick you up or shapeshift or like, I don't know. I don't know what the gameplay elements would be, but- that is one thing that I I think would be interesting, like some sort of um, infiltrator or, or shapeshifter or um, no, I, like I think it'd be interesting as shit, man. I just yeah, I just worry that it'd be cooked against a full team with proper communication. Like you just have yeah. no hope. On the other hand, maybe like I don't know, maybe they'd do better if they just avoided trying to make like it's not like. Dead by Daylight's a competitive game. No. Just lean into the fact that it's not competitive and 
never going to be competitive and lean into the idea of a killer that is there just to scare the shit. Like, have it so if they help, if they help on a generator, like do maybe, I don't know, 30% of a generator uh, with another player, because uh, it tracks that shit, right? Um, oh, yeah. Have it if they do thirty percent of a generator with another player, they nail all their fucking their timings and stuff. They can one hit, like yeah, they can just expose them or something. Yeah, and then and then yeah, have them warp. Like have it have it be like scary as shit uh, for them to just like fucking flail out and like give them fucking mad range and like a one hit ability and and then just have it so that you're like terrified of. Suddenly, you're terrified of doing gens with another player and so- mm. stuff like that. Like that'd be fucking cool. That'd be rad. That'd be a good idea. I'd like to yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah, like the one I'm I'm playing a lot of recently is the spirit, and um, yeah. she is able to uh, uh, basically move really quickly out of, or throughout the map, but being sort of invisible. She's like this phasing effect, um, but she moves really quickly while you're in this phasing effect. And uh, you're able to pop in and out of uh, areas really quickly. And so what I do is I chuck on her one of the nurse's abilities, which is nurse's calling. And that means that whenever um, somebody is healing another survivor, you can see them both. So whenever there is a healing going on, you can see them, their aura. And so I like to get into a um you know a situation where I'm I'm, I'm doing a lot of like one hits on people, let them run away. And then I trigger this, you know, this, if they start healing each other, then I know exactly where they are. And so you trigger that power. She goes into her phasing move where she's invisible. You can't see her and moves really quickly. And then uh, you kind of pop into where they're standing. You don't, you can't see any of this stuff while you're doing this phasing effect. Like it, it basically, everybody's invisible on your screen. Even the, like the other player, you're invisible. The other players are invisible, but you get an idea of where they are. Like once you're knowledgeable about the maps, you're like, yeah. oh, okay, I know where that person is. And you can pop up like exactly where they're standing and just <laughs> fucking down them straight away. Um, and I run that with, uh, the other thing I run that with is um, uh, the pig's ability, which is like, um, oh man, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically... Uh, if if they rescue somebody off the hook and you're if you're far enough away, they get exposed and you can one hit them. And so all of a sudden, you've got this person that you can one hit next to a person that they're trying to heal, and you know exactly where they are. And so you can pop out right on top of them and hit the fucking exposed person, and they're down like instantly. Um, and just stuff like that. I like playing with like weird abilities um, that you can tinker around with but like the blight he's got some really good um uh perks like there's there's one he's got where hex totems can um if if you're running a killer with hex totems and uh the survivors cleanse it it basically transfers that hex totem to another totem that's not being used and so it gets like a second shot and and i think that's pretty cool especially if you're like a playing against a, a team that is communicating a lot and you know, they understand that they're playing with uh, a, a killer that's running these hex totems. So it kind of gives you um, the RNG factor can sometimes screw you over where like someone will instantly find when you're like, fuck, like yeah. other times, like I've had games where there's been a totem in a spot that I'm like, they're never going to find that. Like that is a stupid spot in this game. I love it. It's fucking great. Um, 
and stuff like that. So sometimes he's kind of screwed by RNGs, but uh, he's got another one that's called uh, Death Grip where he kicks a generator to start regressing it. And if anybody interacts with it within 30 seconds, they get exposed, which means you can one-shot them. Um, it also, they scream and it shows you their aura for a couple of seconds. Um, so I've been running that one on him as well because you kind of like, you find a generator, you pop it, and you just fucking take off. And if they hit, if they go in and interact with it again, you just come back. And it's basically like a minute of you just, you just got to one hit them and then that's it and they're down. Um, it allows you to control stuff a little bit more as well, which is good. So yeah, I mean, he's got some, he's got some good perks in there, which I really like. And uh, yeah, still having a lot of fun with that game. Um, it's jumping on every night at this stage. They're, they're, they're running this uh, Lunar New Year event where you can get um, these uh, offerings that you can burn in the game and it gives you bonus blood points. Um, it gives you... Uh, there's a couple of other items in there, like the survivors can get firecrackers and they can use them as sort of like a flashlight um effect where they can throw them down and it'll stun you and blind you um after it goes off for a couple of seconds uh so yeah that's a it's a cool little event i like that sort of stuff you get a lot of like a lot of blood points like i'm finishing games with uh like 45 47 000 points generally you can get like 30 35 so i'm getting a lot more allowing me to level up uh, a bit quicker so anyway um that's dead by daylight it's busted right now but i'm having fun on uh, killer because it's not busted on killer at this point uh which is good nice yeah um what else you got here you got midnight ghost hunt let's okay. do midnight ghost hunt now because uh it sort of relates uh i was thinking about when you're talking about your idea of a thing style killer uh because mm. uh so it's a it's a prop hunt game so um one one team uh basically becomes items in the game world yep. and the other team has to find has to sniff out those items and kill uh the yeah. other team hide and seek uh hide and seek yes um but yeah you can become you know a chair or a desk or a potted plant or a suit of armor or some shit and you don't really move around or anything um you just sort of sit there you can move but it's you know, you're a fucking it's obvious. player that's moving around. Uh, yeah, it's quite obvious. Um, so, so there's that. And the other team, they're these ghost hunters. They've got an array of weapons that they can use to take out other people. Uh, the ghost team, they're actually, they're ghosts. And so you inhabit this item. And then when the item's destroyed, you get popped out. And that's when they shoot you. That's when the uh, hunters will shoot you. But um, the ghosts have a an array of like skills that they can use. And one of the skills they can use is mimic uh, the hunters. And so you can sort of run around with the other hunters, like pretending to be one of them. And uh, that was probably the best skill that I saw. Cause it like you can hear. Um, so there, there is comms on the uh, hunter team and they're all talking. Uh, they've got like uh location-based sound so you as a ghost you can hear them talking to one another uh while they're wandering around provided they're talking in game obviously but uh yeah the moment when i'm running around as a as a ghost pretending to be one of them and uh they're like uh what was it like hang on beefsteak 
Isn't there a... No, didn't Beefsteak go... And they're, like, yelling at each other whether or not I'm the real Beefsteak. And I, like, as soon as I heard the, the name, because I knew who I mimicked, <laughs> I just started fucking hmm. piss-bolting. Uh, and I, like, sort of turned around, and I'm like, uh, like, well, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Like, I can't, like, talk back, I think. So I just sort of fucking turned around, and I'm like, shook side to side like no and then i just fucking piss bolted and stopped pretending but that was pretty fucking funny uh because yeah they were freaking out uh about yeah there being a second beefsteak um otherwise i feel like the game needs quite a bit of work yet uh it is in alpha um and you know i think you know that obviously uh, it's cool that they're doing uh alpha tests and getting people into and like after every game, it'll ask you, you know, did you understand such and such gun that you used or skill that you used or did you have fun or stuff like that? Like they are using it for testing purposes and you get a good sense that they are actively attempting to improve the game, uh, which is good. Right. Um, the problem is at the moment, it seems like, you know, there's only uh, US servers. Um, I don't know how much uh lag plays into it but like there's also a sort of a bit of a tendency for the game to just dump you into a game in progress um and that's Mm -hmm. not good um like a couple of times i was a ghost uh and i'd come in and there'd be like 60 seconds left in the game total and by the time i even reached the hunters so the way it works is there's there's two phases um there's like before midnight couple of minutes uh if they find you during this time if the hunters kill all the ghosts in this time um then uh it's game over and the hunters win and then after midnight the ghosts can kill the hunters um and the hunters have to survive until for another couple of minutes and that's like it's a pretty different um start the game because it it, you know it gets significantly more spooky and um yeah you've got a lot more power as a as a ghost to take people on you can hit them and stuff like that and uh it's a it's a tricky one because it felt to me in the games that i played and i played i don't know maybe two dozen games um Mm -hmm. it felt to me like either like it was it was very much either or there was no like hunters if if it went past midnight all the ghosts come back uh even the ones you've killed they come back to life life unlife and uh and yeah it felt like there was no way i never saw any hunters make it through that uh situation and even like i was playing as a hunter i was the last one alive i went and got like the defib and i was getting my like you can get your hunter players back up if they go down and i was getting them back up and trying to like keep everyone going and all this kind of stuff but uh we still never made it like that was the best run i think we had and we're still 30 seconds away from escape i think it might be tuned a little too aggressively in the ghost's favor in that one um it was also difficult because yeah playing with 300 ping um and yeah just sort of there was that um what else i was playing with heath and drew because they got in the alpha as well 
and me and Heath were on the same team at one point. And I'm like, oh, Heath, you should do what I'm doing because Drew was on the other team. And uh, and Heath's like, oh, yeah, but where am I going to find another barrel? I'm like, don't fucking say I'm a barrel. Keep it vague. Now fucking Drew is looking for a barrel. And then Drew turns around the corner and shoots the fucking first barrel he sees, which was me. And that was me done. And I'm like, you fuck. Oh, my God. You really fuck it. But Heath managed to live for ages as a barrel. He actually went and found a barrel. Inexplicable. I cannot believe he went for the barrel. Anyway, um, like we we had fun. Um, but in its current state, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think it's... I think prop hunt games don't have enough within themselves to justify the full price of purchase. So unless it goes for like 15 bucks, I don't know if this one's going to have the legs that it needs to, to gain an audience. And it's a game that only works if it gets an audience. So yeah, it's one to keep an eye on, uh, especially price wise. And I'll definitely participate in future uh, alphas um, to see how it's tracking because I did have fun, but uh, it, mm. it's a game where, yeah, with more people it would be more fun yeah right i feel i feel like you had this criticism last did you've played this before right no i didn't get to play i think cleb played it right i think cleb yeah someone might have talked about it on the podcast when he came on yeah i I remember someone saying that uh the the ending like the once it gets past a certain point it sort of seems inevitable like you can't it's quite hard to come back from that yeah um so it seems like that hasn't really changed at all, unless this is a completely different game you talked about, but <laughs> uh, or maybe it was Cleb. Anyway, right. Yep. Um, that's uh, that, so that's in like they're they're doing weekends, aren't they, for the yeah. game? Yep, they are. Right. Cool. All right. So that's um, Midnight Ghost Hunt. It's available, I guess, on uh, on, on Steam. You can check you that to, one out. Have to apply for an uh, alpha key if you're going to get into it uh, right. via the Discord. Cool. Um, you've been playing Stardew Valley? Uh, no, but I put this on there because uh, it led to an interesting set of circumstances. So my wife plays a lot of Stardew Valley and okay. uh, the SD card in the Switch uh shit its pants and wiped her safe mm. right. um and so she lost her stardew valley game um and uh she was complaining about the switch anyway because the she was experiencing controller drift she didn't know she didn't have the language for it but she was like oh i don't understand the controllers like just sort of do whatever they want sometimes. I'm like, like what? Do they just sort of go to the left? And she's like, how did you know? I'm like, yeah, that's what they fucking do. <laughs> um, yeah. And so she was experiencing controller drift and she was sad about losing her game on, on the Switch. And uh, we had signed up for Google Play um, Pass, is it? Uh, and Stardew Valley was on that. So she started playing mm-hmm. uh, on the mobile instead. She's been playing on her mobile. And uh, I got her the sweetest of um, Valentine's Day gifts. 
uh, Razer Kishi controller for the mobile. So you plug right. your plug your phone into this thing, and then it like sort of wraps around it and basically turns your phone into a fucking switch. Uh, and it's fantastic. Uh, it's amazing. I've been playing fucking um, uh, Phoenix Legends, whatever the fuck. Oh, Legends Rising. Rising. Rising? Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Fucking Gods and Monsters. Uh, yeah, I've been playing Phoenix <laughs> on it, uh, but I've been playing I think you that. said everything but the actual title know, of the game. I, I did. Just that. Um, <laughs> I've been playing, bonus. like, streaming from my Xbox onto my phone and playing yeah. Phoenix on that, which is pretty fucking cool. Uh, it works really well. Like, it, it's a fantastic, like way to actually play on the phone uh without mm. having to cream your thumbs over the screen and stuff so that works really well um i'm super happy with that you um, bought this for you didn't you you didn't buy it for her well she she yeah well yeah basically obviously uh <laughs> that's that's how valentine's day gifts go but no she's been using it like non-stop to play stargy valley she fucking loves it for that um She's used it way more than than I have. Um, yeah, and she's just playing Stardew Valley on it on her phone. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, strong moments. Uh, she was like sitting there playing Stardew Valley on the phone, looking sad. I'm like, what? What's wrong? Are you okay? What's wrong? And she's like, oh, I just saw my old husband. And he doesn't know who I am. And she was like fully gutted about this shit. I'm like, oh my God, no. <laughs> oh my God. She's like, can I just remember? I don't have any kids anymore. I'm like, Jesus Christ. This is way too depressing. She is way more attached to this. I've never, I don't think I've ever been that attached to any character in any game. Uh, but she is like 100%. Locked in, devastated. Husband's gone. She lost her farm and her cows and her dogs and stuff. Anyway, pretty funny. Um, good times. Uh, but yeah, the Razor Kishi fucking rules. Doesn't work for every game. Uh, it's like a there's only a set number of games that it works for, but it works fucking flawlessly for um, like streaming Xbox Xbox stream and xcloud and and all that so uh yeah huge fan well worth checking nice. out uh yeah yeah what the game or the the keyboard the keyboard or the, the controller <laughs> i don't yeah. care about stage valley um it's, it's not for me it's it's uh, yeah. much much better harvest moon basically but yeah how is the the new phone going now that you've had? Um, oh yeah, that's twenty one. It's um, it's a bit weird, but I like it. I like it well enough. Um, I got rid of the. I had like I got the Samsung Galaxy Buds Live for free mm. with it, and I sold them on eBay because they were shit. Uh, right. I felt bad about selling them. To be honest, I couldn't like in the description. I couldn't even bring myself to write good pair of headphones couldn't even say that it felt too dishonest a pair of headphones yeah, question mark definitely a pair of headphones <laughs> um but uh yeah, and when so it said like 
condition. You don't put good condition. You just put condition. It is in condition. A condition. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's all those. Uh, but the phone itself, uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, I don't use uh, a lot of the Samsung stuff. I uh, like, you know, I've been, I've, I'm so. We were talking about this last week, right? I'm so uh, looped. I'm so stuck in the uh, the Google ecosystem that it's difficult for me to get out. But I have set up. Because I got this Samsung Galaxy Active watch thing, um, and I got this case. I got this case for the S twenty one that has like a, a slide out thing for cards. So I used to uh, have yeah, yeah. one of those big like wallet cases. This is yeah. better, takes up less room, um, but I can only bring two cards with me, and uh, yeah. It's not that big a deal, honestly. Um, it doesn't mm. actually matter, ultimately. But, um, yeah, I've got the phone, and I set up Samsung Pay on that because, for whatever reason, Google Pay won't work on the, the watch. So I set right. up Samsung Pay instead. That's about the only Samsung app I'm really using. But, um, yeah, like, it doesn't seem to be... I remember... Prior to that, I had the S7. Prior to mm. this one, I had the S7. I didn't really like the Samsungness of it. I kept pressing the fucking Bixby button by accident and all that. Yeah, kind of has shit. it got that button on there still? The new it one? does not. It does not. Right, and you can. Like, I don't think I've ever pressed it. Yeah, on purpose. On purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like. Um, you can like remap all the all the functions and stuff, or get yeah, rid yeah. of them, and like they've they've gone in and made it so that it's far like it used to be that you'd have to download a bunch of like shit to get like you know the Bixby Killer app or some shit that that would just get rid of that stuff, but now they've just sort of implemented that stuff by default, which is hmm. much better. Cool, but yeah. So what, yeah. what did you end up replacing your your earbuds with then? Or you oh, haven't? no, I've, I've got the Jabra Active 65Ts. Uh, I've had them for ages. I love them. I love them to death. Uh, they're fantastic. Like, they fit nicely in my ear. They have mm. buttons that work well. They have active noise cancelling. They have a bunch of different, like, sound profiles and stuff. Uh, cool. You can hear me really well when I talk on the, like, if, if I use them for, like, phone calls and stuff. Like, yeah. The, the fucking Samsung Buds were absolute trash. The amount of times I would be taking them out of my fucking ears and that would register as the oh, button press. Oh, yeah, I'll start playing the book again. I'll start playing your audio book. Don't worry, mate. I know you're taking them out of your ears, but I've started playing the audio book because you press the button. Uh, and then when you try and actually pause it, you're like tapping your fucking ear as fast. <laughs> like a crazy person. It actually has, like in the app, it's got like a training mode to train mm. you how to tap. Because it's that not like user friendly or like intuitive from yeah. the get go. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. Keep that in mind. 
because I think we're we're due for a replacement at this stage, and we're looking at that phone. Um, uh, yeah. All right. I would recommend the S twenty one. I think uh, maybe the I biggest criticism the Ultra. is that it's not big enough, and I would probably go the Ultra. Yeah. yeah. If I could it's do it all again, like I would six go the Ultra. phones, right? Six cameras. That one. Yeah. Um, all right, let's keep on moving on here. We've got the uh, the Room 4, Old Sins. Um, I this saw this go out. up and I'm like, oh, yeah, Luke's going to get this. We're going to be talking yeah. about this this week on the podcast for sure. We, we sure are. Um, so this is Fireproof Games' latest um, puzzle game, which they've uh, released a couple of them now. I've talked about, I think, most of them. They're generally um, iPhone or, or mobile games um, that they bring to the PC uh, after a couple of years. And um, the last one that I talked about on here was The Room VR, which I, I quite enjoyed. Um, I think they, they do a really good job of uh, the puzzle room slash escape room sort of experience and bring you into a, um, a video game. Yep. I don't know what the experience like is like on the mobile and, and sort of what the transition is coming across, but um, I would assume that it probably looks a lot better on PC. Um, and uh, I would think that the puzzles are probably relatively the same because you're obviously using your mouse here for the most part in terms of interactions and on the Android, probably just using your finger to move things around yeah. um, or Apple device. So anyway, this is the um, the room old sins. It was out in 2018 on the um, uh, Android slash iOS devices. Uh, I really like this one. Um, like I said, they've, they, they do a great job of the, the puzzle experience and making you feel like, um, when you're solving these things, you're not just like brute forcing your way through some of these experiences. Like you're actually sitting down and thinking about it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, there are, there's a lot of situations here where I haven't had to like, I, I haven't looked up a guide at all. Mainly well, one of the reasons is because you've got a fantastic hint system in the game. Um, if you are the type of person that, that wants to, uh, play it without a guide and sort of figure it out for yourself. You can absolutely do that. Um, or if you learn a bit like, Hmm, I don't really want to sit here like a little bit impatient. <laughs> you want to get a hint. Yeah. Uh, it generally does a pretty good j- job of very slowly guiding you to what you should be doing or what you should be looking for. And I think I've said this before that they sort of take the old school. Um, when we saw that resurgence of adventure games coming back with hint systems, what they were doing in those games where there would be multiple layers of hint systems um, where you could be like, I need a hint. And it would sort of give you a vague indication of what you're supposed to do. And then sometimes there would be, uh, for instance, in the room, sometimes there'll be like four levels of hint system or sometimes there's three. And so like it starts off very vague about like, maybe you should look at this item that you've got. Um, and then like you press like, oh, I'm sort of still stuck. I don't really know. And then it'll tell you like, all right, try going and looking in this area over here. And then eventually it just gets to the point where it's like, just fucking put this thing in this yeah. thing and turn this and you, you'll figure it out, idiot. Um, but it does a really good job of that where it's like, if you feel like you're not doing like you're not in the right direction or um, you're feeling like you're sort of stagnated it's easy, super easy to, to figure that out, which is something that puzzle escape rooms do um, with having some sort of like a game director 
uh, being able to give you hints and that sort of thing. Um, so that stuff is really cool if you're the type of person that, that is not sure about puzzle games, but um, that stuff's great. The the one big thing that is different in the Room 4 compared to the other games that I've played is that uh, the other games were, were more of a series of uh, like different rooms where sort of like levels or missions or, or maps, um, you're in a room solving the puzzle until you eventually complete it. And then you're like, cool, you move on to the next area. And and for instance, the, the room VR with these like themed uh, different areas. And um, whereas the room four is set in sort of one giant area, which is uh, laid out in this miniature dollhouse that you interact with. And as you explore um, certain areas of this dollhouse, uh, the way that the the game works is you sort of zoom in and out of these rooms and you become, even though it's a miniature dollhouse, you can zoom into them and it's sort of this full scale um, area that you can interact with now. And you're unlocking different areas of this dollhouse as you're completing puzzles. And so that's the one big thing that's completely different from the other ones. Whereas the the past games were individual rooms uh, split up into like these little theme things, whereas this is just one big like puzzle box that you're unsolving and you're going backwards and forwards between rooms and you're clearing them out and completing them. And once you sort of figure out like that room is 100%, it sort of blocks it off for you. So you don't mistakenly be like, I wonder if there's something still in here that I should be looking at. Um, so once you've, you've finished, you, you know, you're like, I'm done in that area. I don't need to go back there um, and linger and, and look at weird things on the wall or anything. It does a great job of uh, funneling you to where you should be going next. So uh, I really like that aspect of like, to me, it feels like a big puzzle box. Um, I've watched a lot of, uh, there's some great YouTube channels out there of like people solving puzzle boxes and guys that spend like hours and hours trying to figure these things out. And that's basically like what this game is. It's, it's a series of puzzle boxes and, and, and challenges and puzzles and, and solving, uh, different like little challenges that it throws at you. And, uh, and it links them all together in interesting ways um, for the play to solve. So, yeah, man, I, I really, uh, I'm digging this one so far. It's maybe, um, I'd probably say like five hours long. I feel like I'm getting towards the end of it. It's not, um, like, it's not super expensive. I think you can pick it up right now. I don't know if it's on sale at the moment. I, like, the last time I checked it wasn't on sale, but it was, it was quite cheap. It was like, nine bucks or eight, eight bucks somewhere around there, uh, US. So, um, it's, it's not super expensive. It's been reviewed really well from what I could tell. Um, the one sort of turnoff I would say that people might have, and this is a recurring theme amongst their other games. And I think I've talked about this before is this, the like theme of the game or the, um, how it displays things. It's got this very, uh, like Gothic vibe slash, um, it makes it feel like you're going to be in a horror game, but you're not. <laughs> and that could be something that is a little bit off-putting to people because uh, you it may it may seem like something is about to jump out from around the corner and get you, yeah. um, but it's it's not that. I think it's just that that could be one of the things that they've, um, I don't know, that is just the style of the game that they kind of go for. Uh, but I think it could be a little bit off-putting for some people, especially the VR experience because it is so... Uh, immersive and when you're in a room that is ha like weird 
ghostly apparitions with a lightning and thunder going off in the background. It, it could um, put people off a little bit. So I think that is, other than that, like if you're the type of person that likes puzzle games and solving solving those sorts of things, um, enjoys escape rooms or uh, puzzle boxes and that sort of stuff, then yeah, absolutely recommend it. I think they do an awesome job with this stuff. Um, and they're generally like, good fun games uh, that is implemented really well. So uh, check that out. It's called The Room 4. Old Sins on Steam, iOS, uh, Android, I think everywhere at this stage. So, um, And if you've got a VR and you haven't checked out uh, The Room VR, room VR. Uh, yeah. and you like that sort of stuff as well, yeah, absolutely check that out. I think that, um, you know, they even do some really smart things with that game by like having you sort of only stand in like stations, I guess. So you're not like looking in this elaborate room but at, at a fucking detail on the wall that actually is nothing um that that is very very similar to these these games they do on the uh their normal games like they're sort of set stations that you can sort of move around in. you can definitely look around the area um and you get some world building and and things like that uh but it's not like it's not like you're exploring an entire room and just fucking pixel hunting like there's certain areas that you need to stand in and and move your camera around to like oh there's something on on the side of this desk maybe if i press this button what's that going to do and you press it and it opens up like a hidden panel somewhere on the front and all of a sudden there's a whole new puzzle you've got to try and solve so um yeah it's it's a great game or oh, great great series that series, is a lot yeah. of fun i don't i don't think they're like they're very inexpensive um you know they're not you're not gonna send you broke so that uh, that's quite good uh, all right, that's the old uh, the old sins for the room. Uh, and we got one more game here that you've been playing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Contraband Police Prologue from the people who uh, made Thief Simulator comes Contraband uh, really? Police. Uh, yep. Um, and you play... This is, a, this is a, basically a demo. It's free to play. Um, I demo for Contraband Police, the full game, I suppose. It sort of takes you through the the basics. Mm. Um, you play uh, basically a border uh, patrol officer doing like searching vehicles as they come into the, your country. Oh, I love it already. Can you so, like fucking, you've got a broken taillight, like bam, and just smash it? Can you do that? Um... You can, yeah. Well, I didn't break any taillights. I did slash some tires. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know about the taillights. You probably could. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to. Uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, you're like uh, looking for contraband. Or it's it's almost like a papers please style game in some some instances because you're literally looking at their papers and matching details. It's like, oh yeah, sorry, that name doesn't match uh with the one you've got listed or your mm. like entry pass is expired so i don't come in and uh stuff like that but at the same time um well first of all like papers please felt like a game that was trying to like tell like get a message across this doesn't feel like that this feels like a goofy uh game where you're a border cop who does some stuff uh, and can slash tires and uh, drive around and take prisoners places and stuff like that. 
this is far more of a police simulator in the sense that like like thief simulator i guess um it's mm. it's ever so slightly goofy but at the same time i don't know weirdly charming in its goofiness and yeah so you you're doing this border patrol stuff and yeah that's about that's about it sometimes you know someone will run and you got to chase them down i think you kill them i don't know i'm pretty sure i killed them um and so there was that and yeah it just sort of goes on um with you going through the life of being this contraband police officer and slashing ties to find stuff or looking through suitcases or seats or um like one one of the days it's like there's too much food in our in the great country of Akistan or whatever the fuck it's called uh as Azikstan or something uh there's too much food so you're not allowed nobody's allowed to bring food in for today so anyone who's got food in their car gets turned around at the the fucking border which is pretty crazy um and yeah you you base that's basically all there is to it um hmm. it's a uh, it's weird like I said, it's it's goofy but charming in its goofiness. Uh, everyone right. speaks in Russian, but there's like subtitles, and this dude yells at you over a fucking loudspeaker the entire time, trying to tell you how to play. And yeah, I think it's worth checking out, mostly because it's free and it's just goofy enough to be entertaining. Uh, I don't know if I would pay for the full game whenever it comes out. I don't know when that is happening. Um, right. But I'm sure it will probably have a meme audience that falls in love with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Um, not too much to say about it. I mean, the graphics aren't great. Uh, the, the vehicle control is like shit. Um, yeah. Not loads to say, but... Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's published by the same people that do all those like simulator games. They just... Yeah, <laughs> that is yeah. like all these guys do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a lot there. Anyway, interesting. Uh, contraband, and it's 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 uh, spelt very differently, at least in the uh, little picture. Like they're playing on that, um, like communist sort of. Oh yeah. <laughs> country, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Cool. It's, all right. Contraband police all the way down. Like it's very eurogenic, but yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Um, do they do they say when it's coming out? Like the full thing? No, no. Just sort of like this year. It right? ends and it's like, uh, yeah. Stay tuned for the full release. I'm like, you don't want to tell me when that is. Mm. But yeah, apparently they don't. All right, anyway. fair enough. Hey, yep. that is it. That is the uh, the games this week. Like I said, a bit short, but that's all right. Um, got a bunch of news. What do you want to take a break? What do you want to do? Do the news. Let's do the news. Do the news. Hey, we're back this week with some more um, uh, a podcast movie news. Uh, <laughs> like as we were recording last week, this stuff was coming out. Yeah. Um, but we have a, a full picture of uh, The Last of Us HBO series has cast their Joel. Did not see this one coming at all. No uh, I way. Think, 
on the day we were talking about like there were rumors um was it Mahershala Ali yeah was rumored to be playing um that was Joel that was a couple of hours before um some other sort of casting news broke uh we talked about um uh Ellie was cast right as we yeah. were recording um which sort of made me think oh maybe the Mahershala Ali thing has some weight to it but at the same time the thing that sort of uh deterred me from talking about it that day as a rumor was that I didn't really know like the site wasn't really something it wasn't a big site or like there was also a lot of other bigger sites talking about this thing and that's generally when you can sort of draw the line at okay maybe this does not have some truth to it um and it turned out when that variety article went up I think it was variety or Hollywood reporter article went up about uh it was Bella was it Bella Ramsey yeah. um yeah uh getting the uh ellie role um i think in that article they also talked about like hey yes mahershala ali was in talks but that negotiation broke down that's no longer thing the thing anyway a couple hours later after we finished recording um pedro pascal joel mando mando um he's been doing he's been doing the fatherly figure on the mandalorian (laughs) for two seasons and now he's going to be doing it in hbo's last of us uh is this perfect casting or is it uh perfect casting joe it's perfect casting i love pedro pascal (laughs) he's fucking amazing i re-watched his uh his fight with the mountain uh yesterday fuck that that shit's so good it's so good Mm. um yeah he's fantastic i love him to bits so i'm really happy to see this um it's got me well excited for the fucking TV show. Um, yeah. Bring it on. Like, yeah, he's the, fucking awesome. the thing that got me, I'm like, but he's busy, right? He's busy making <laughs> Mando stuff. And then you look into it and apparently like he's not in a lot of the Mandalorian. <laughs> it just bums me out. He's what? Like, apparently he was not in a lot of the Mandalorian. Like, it's not him in the suit a lot of the time. What? Which is... Uh, where, where have you seen saying? this? Explain this to me. Where have you seen this? I, I read some articles. Uh, I think in the first season it was less, not like there was a lot of sections where it wasn't him and they just kind of ADR his voice. Um, I think he was in a lot more of season two, but it's not always him. That's the thing that bummed me out. What um, the fuck? Anyway, uh, and also, it also seems it may be taking a bit of hiatus on the the Mandalorian stuff and that gives him the opportunity to start working on well, um, this they've got a break, right? Because they got there's that thing. Stuff. Oh, all right. I wasn't going to say it, but yep, it's too late. All right, <laughs> there's that yeah. thing they announced at the end of season two that Luke's just spoiled the shit out of. Um, it's yeah, been, it's finished. Finished ages ago. Fucking people might still be catching up. Fuck it's too late. dog ass. You dog Doesn't ass. Matter. He's dog um, the boys. Yeah, man, I'm 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 keen for this. Absolutely, I think uh, I didn't pick this casting at all. Like, no, no way. Uh, but I think it's like once you think about it, you're like, yeah, all right, I'll watch that. Works absolutely, one hundred percent. Awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, good cast, good, good. I think good writers at this stage. We'll have to see. I mean, the Hangover guys writing it, right? It could be a hit or miss. <laughs> um, the the guy who wrote the Hangover. When you put it like that, like what? Well, this was it the scary movie stuff as well, and and scary then also movies, hey, three or four, <laughs> three or four were good. Yeah, 
Okay, uh, fair yeah. enough. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. Any other any other casting um, uh, predictions you've got for this show? Like anyone you'd like to see show um, No, I don't think so. Who's going to play the giraffe? Oh, uh, Andy Circus. Oh, yeah. That's smart. That's smart. Yeah. Who's that dude? Uh, he's like the uncle in Supernatural. He can play oh, that uncle okay. in this as well. Uncle Bobby. I, I was gonna. I was gonna say um, uh, Dean Dean Morgan. Um, oh yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's the dad, right? That's the dad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jim no, Beaver. Jim okay. Beaver is, is his name. Uh, Who's he? Huh? Who is the, he playing? He's, he's Joel's brother, I reckon. That's my guess. Oh, okay. I reckon he'd be huh. good. Good at it. He'd be Tommy. a good fit. Tommy, that's it. Yes. Mm. I reckon he'd does, it Tommy. does Nolan North or Troy Baker have a cameo? They got her. They got her. They got her. Mm. 100%. How could you not? Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Anyway, yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, more casting news: the Borderlands film. What what is happening here? Jack Black is cut trap. Um, yeah, like I don't know. I didn't see it coming. Like at this, I I think at this at, at the point we left off last week, right? My guess. Was uh, that we were going to see fucking Sir Ian McKellen play Claptrap or something. Like, just... Or Patrick Stewart or someone with, like, uh, you know, too much gravitas in their voice. Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis was going to play fucking Claptrap and it was going to be a full serious fucking movie. Uh, no. Now, I don't know. I don't know. Jack Black is Claptrap. I'm in, right? First of all, it's a lot of fun to say. Jack Black. Jack Black, Claptrap. That's just, it's, it just makes sense. Second mm. of all, Jack Black's funny as shit and he hasn't been in stuff for ages and he should be in more stuff. And I'm all about it. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like they're dishing these out every week at this point. Like a casting. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we finish recording this and another one drops today. Yeah, like either a brick announcement or um, I don't know who else is there to talk about Moxie and uh, um, the villain. I feel like they'd have to go with like a handsome Jack, right, or something like that. Because the first the first game doesn't really have a villain. No. Yeah, I don't know. Handsome that was my Jack suggestion: is Ryan Reynolds is is handsome Jack. That'd be perfect. Yeah, it'd be wonderful. I want to see it. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to continue to wait. It'll, it'll, they'll announce it an hour after the podcast ends. So yeah, it'll be like Rami Malik or, so, or something like that. Is <laughs> <laughs> you'll be like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. Anyway, it's crazy that this thing is is insane. I don't know what it is. Uh, all right. Next up, we got Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart will be launching June eleventh. Or as Sony likes to call it, uh, launch window. Um, <laughs> what? What? Six, seven months after mm. release? Ratchet and Clank was supposed to be a launch window game. Right. Yes, um, of course. Anyway, this is, I guess this is the first um, 
one of the first big like first party games that they're doing true um yes because uh what is their first party big first party game um you look at miles morales or even demon souls not really first first party um and miles was on uh cross platform so uh yeah Ratchet and clank i'm 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 keen for it looks awesome kind of hoping it was going to be a bit sooner Uh, interesting timing March. It used to, June June eleven used to be basically the window of death. Dead that week. was yeah, that was the that was the week you'd send games out when they were going to die. So this it's interesting. I don't think it's the case anymore. I think any time is viable, especially with E three being dead in the water. Um, hmm. But I do it has me a little suspicious. It has me. I like, mean, you know, it's been delayed so much, and for them to pick this week in particular i'm just mm, suspicious yeah. yeah sony's done this a bunch though where they've released stuff it's true around that time they just don't seem to care yeah that's um, true anyway that's that's still a, a good day to look for um I'm, I'm very keen from what i've seen that game uh next up we've got nvidia and epic games teamed up to add dlss uh, to the Unreal Engine via plugging, which will allow developers to um, implement that technology into their games. I think it's a good move. Like, such a good move. It sort of cuts the the middle middle bit out of developers having to go directly to Nvidia and and work with them in order to get DLSS in in time, yeah. um, which is great. Um, and now it's just like the sort of thing where any developer can just chuck this in there and, and get it going. Uh, you haven't had much experience with, I guess, DLSS, but like, what is your thoughts on this move? Like, I, I reckon fucking DLSS is fucking amazing. It is like you, you, when you are always yapping on about how, you know, if a game didn't, uh, if, if AMD didn't have a DLSS equivalent, then they just couldn't compete. I was always like, classic Luke, team green. And then... <laughs> I saw it in action. I'm like, holy fuck. He was not kidding. That shit's out of control. It is fucking phenomenal. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what it allows. Like, hopefully it doesn't lead to, like, the only worry I have is that it leads to less optimization because they can just sort of lean on yeah. uh, DLSS as a crutch. But uh, fingers crossed that doesn't happen. Instead, yeah, it leads to innovation. That'd mm. be cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, all right, moving on. We got Rainbow Six uh, Quarantine has a new uh, placeholder name, which they're calling Parasite at this stage. Uh, I, I'm. This this is a probably a good move. <laughs> the Rainbow Six uh, Quarantine was probably a bad name. I mean, it wasn't their fault. They had this in spot. Yeah. Long before all this pandemic stuff. Um, yeah. But uh, Parasite could be a little bit more fitting because it was this like weird alien goo thing sort of taking over the world. I guess we don't really know much about it, but if they're going to be leaning on what they were doing in the Rainbow Six uh, Siege game mode, then that sort of gives you an idea of what that game could be. Um, I'm still keen for this. Like, because we've played a bunch of these sorts of games recently. Like, Back yeah. for Blood is maybe one of the most recent ones where Left for Deadish style games. And I really enjoyed the stuff they did with the Rainbow Six uh, event yeah. 
way back when. Um, I mean, we were saying when we were playing it, we we're like, why is this not like, why is this a limited event? Why not yeah. just go all in on it? And they obviously listen to us as most people do. As, as they all do eventually. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, you know, I, I feel like they may have been overreacting to be honest, uh, in changing the name, but yeah, I don't know. I, uh, might be underreacting on the flip side. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's probably a good idea. I'm still excited yeah. for the game. Can't wait to um, see. yeah, I guess we'll find out what it's actually going to be called. Cause I was saying that this is sort of like a, it's not the official name, more of like a, maybe an internal name or something like that, um, that they were using. So we'll have to wait and see, but I'm just, Hey, that game is still coming out at some stage, even though we haven't heard about it. Uh, which is good. Um, all right, we've got uh, next up the uh, It Takes Two developer, Joseph Fares. The public had called out video game journalist Job Gilroy in a Game Inform interview saying, and I quote, I can literally give 1,000 bucks to anybody who says, oh, I'm tired of this game now because it doesn't surprise me. 1,000 bucks, I guarantee. I'll give it to anyone who gets tired, but they have to be honest about it. Um, <laughs> what do you say to this? This job, Joseph has called you out. Um, it sounds like there's a, you know, the because it doesn't surprise me, might be yeah. might be his weasel way of getting out of giving me a thousand bucks. Um, because you know you can still be surprised and bored, bored and surprised. These are these are possible things. You could still not have seen the next tedious thing coming. Um, mm. I am actually cautiously, cautiously optimistic for It Takes Two. I, I think it looks <laughs> interesting, uh, and yeah, I um, I think it looks more interesting than fucking A Way Out was, uh, which was yeah, just sort of bleh. that he would have owed me a thousand bucks for because I knew everything that was coming in that fucking game. Um, yeah. Cause I'd seen Schindler's, uh, sorry, I'd seen um, Shawshank Redemption. So, you know, what was, what, what surprises could there be? Uh, Cause he ripped it straight off, but no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm not excited. I'm interested to play. Yeah. It takes two. I do not think I will get a thousand dollars out of it. I think he will probably. <laughs> it looks wacky enough that I won't see everything coming from the get go. Yeah, but yeah. Hey, more power to him, right? The dude is confident about his video game. He's um, certainly confident. He's he's definitely a character that we've yes. seen, uh, you know, out there quite a bit. Um, all right, and that oh, there's one more here. Dota Two has or Dota, I guess, has announced a new anime series uh, premiere in a next Netflix. March 25th, uh, eight episodes called uh, Dota Dragon's Blood. I think I got all that right <laughs> off the top of my head. You've surprised sure me with this one. one. Um, this kind of came out of nowhere, it, I, I guess. It seemed like me watching what a lot of the community was saying yesterday. Like it wasn't something on anyone's radar. Um, but at the same time, like Netflix seems to be going all in on this like video game grab a cash grab or something yeah. like they're doing a lot of gaming stuff recently like is this all spawned from the the witcher success um i don't know what are your thoughts yeah. job um i find it interesting that 
League of Legends announced that they had an anime coming out. Uh, and <laughs> in the space and time for that announcement, not only has League of Legends not put out an anime, so uh, yeah. will have announced and put out a, an anime. I just find that pretty interesting. I just that tickles me um yeah no uh this i'm 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 gonna watch it for sure um i think it'll really? be like I, I think the fucking animation looks fucking awesome yeah um hmm. so yeah i mean i'm intrigued to see the story and stuff um and yeah i think it looks pretty good but i did not see this coming at all not even a little bit came out of nowhere yeah um, uh, how do you think they replicate the typical Dota experience in an anime? Ooh, um, a lot of, uh, I mean, what's normally, I don't watch a lot of animes. What is it? A lot of powering up. Um, yeah, that sort of thing. So screaming, a lot of screaming. Maybe it's Dragonite, right? So maybe Dragonite gets mad at his companion for stealing his last hits or something. Yeah. Well, so Dragonite turns into a dragon is the ultimate. And right. assume that goes for six minutes, that part. Yeah, that's fair. Um, is that the typical game experience? Maybe could could like could Dragonite make a misplay or something and then his companion just starts feeding to yeah. because he's pissed. He's just that yeah. upset. Just or Dragon Knight like, just goes into the forest and farms for yep. 45 minutes. That's an episode. <laughs> that's that's one entire episode <laughs> is just walking from camp. What to if camp. we got this all wrong? And it's not it's not actually the Dota M uh MOBA, it's the card game. Oh. Good. Even better. Well, Cleb pitched on Twitter that they needed to have a hot. That's hot. They needed to have a hot sound effect oh, at some point. Yeah. Could be Underlords. Don't, Dragonite Could be Underlords. slaps in Underlords. I haven't played Underlords in ages. Um, um. But yeah, all good <laughs> yeah, theories. Uh, if, if it's based on Underlords, then we'll have to find at least two other Dragonites. Right. For him to power up enough to become, you know, the next sage of, of Dragon Knight. The, I mean, interesting story in that. What if this is like they're testing the water? Like, like, um, Dragon's Blood is the Iron Man of the, uh, the Dota anime universe. And the next one, they're going to do like, uh, I don't know, who could they do next? Like Puck or something, right? Right, get all those people in, unless they do like six of them, six of these little anime shows, and they bring them all together in yep. their their joint show, like Avengers style. But it's them. Uh, well, I guess there's five of them, right? And they're all farming. They're in lanes, and they go battle against someone else, and that's the big culmination. And it's, no, they uh, do nine. They do nine. They do nine more, right? Yeah. Because then, like, there's two teams, and you got to pick like a team. Ah, to go against. Yeah. Dire side or radiant. You gotta pick mm. one one they're always on the radiant and the others are always in dire. And yeah, yeah. you gotta pick. And then they battle it out over the Roche. Yeah. Uh and then the last episode 
is they they win and it zooms out and it keeps zooming out like it's it's kind of like the uh is it the end of of men in black, men in black. where it's like zooming past all the planets and it yep. zooms past and it comes and it's like a computer screen and the screen turns around and who's looking at you it's anna it's anna's anna, there just looking at the screen yeah yeah or dandy and he says like a catchphrase and then that goes to black that's the end of the show his, sleep, his slumber yeah Genius. I love it. Yeah. It's perfect. We've Could done written it. it. We have written it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, whole Dota series. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll see what that's like. I don't know. Fucking video games are weird, man. Fucking video games. <laughs> yeah, between like the Dota stuff and what else we talked about, like The Last of Us and, and Borderlands, it just, it, it seems like they're looking for um the next comic book. Uh, yeah thing Franchise, like comic yeah. books took off and they're like what else to fucking know it's love yep. video games let's do it um, smart yeah all right that was the news hopefully you got to hear it uh, if you didn't it's facebook's fault um any questions for this week uh great question let's have a look oh no did you delete them heath has one. Oh. Time not important, only life important. Dot apk. Uh, it's a file. Oh, it's got binary in it. Excellent. Um. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have to fucking find a binary converter. As always. What if it runs an exe? Like you type it in, and it runs malicious code on your computer, and then that is it. That's what I've always been expecting. Uh, Heath writes zero one one zero 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 one zero zero one 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 zero one one. No, uh, dear the gap, you threw down the gauntlet, not expecting retaliation, but here it is. It's taken me weeks to code, but I finally managed. Oh fuck, I finally managed to construct a damn demon to sit idling on Job's computer. Job, don't tell Luke what this is. Just tell him to open it. It will be hilarious. All right. I think I screwed that up. Um, excellent. That's the start. That's just the start. Dear The Gap and Nico, sorry for not staying in touch. I've been busy doing more enjoyable things. Things like this three-hour endurance race I competed in last Saturday night. I was a ring-in racing with one of my teammates for a, from a different series. We were driving a Nissan GTR. I can hear Luke's boner from here. It's not the most fun car to get used to driving around a racetrack, but I got a handle of it eventually. We qualified in 33rd place. Oh, my God. <clears throat> With only six cars starting behind us, there was so much to gain and very little to lose. Now, I'm a quicker driver than my teammate. He knows this and set our strategy accordingly. The max driver time. What? What strategy? What? Just fucking be faster. Is that the strategy? Like... The max driver time was 110 minutes. Obviously, a three-hour race is 180 minutes, so 110 is a big chunk of that. My job was to start the race and try to put off getting lapped by the by the front runner. Oh, my God. Try to put off getting lapped? This is such a depressing fucking story. <laughs> All right. Try to get put, try to put off getting lapped by the front running cars for as long as possible. Not even like forever, just for as long as possible. 
I drove until I was nearly out of fuel. That was nearly 90 minutes worth of racing. We were up to eighth. Holy shit. Many teams had taken it. Oh, right. I'd taken a pit stop between 45 to 60 minutes in for fresh tires and more fuel, so I'd made up a lot of places as the people ahead did this. The race was being broadcast on Twitch by the race organizers, complete with commentary. The commentators eventually saw our position and started wondering how I managed to drive for so long on tires that were no doubt shot to pieces. Turns out either I'm the tire whisperer or the GTR is kinder on tires than the other cars are. Anyway, after coming out of the pits, I was in 16th. <laughs> I had about 20 minutes left before I had to pit again and hand the car over to my teammate after reaching the max driver time of 110 minutes. Eventually, that time came and I pulled into the pits in 10th place, fuck yeah, and less than 60 seconds left on my stint timer. The commentators were amazed at my effort. They renamed me Heath Testicles because he has a huge set. I want to watch this video. Uh, I was their MVP of the day at that point. My teammate exited the pits in 19th, and after a clean stint with one more pit stop to comply with the minimum three pit stops rule, we finished the race in 23rd. Uh, it was nearly 22nd as the car in front had to serve a drive-through penalty on their second to last lap and came out of pit lane less than one second behind us. They were too quick for us though and got past halfway through the final lap. My teammate Pablo didn't want to fight them too hard. We were pretty ha bloody happy to finish in 23rd and didn't want to risk a crash or penalty which would cause us to finish further back. It was a pretty uneventful race for the most part. I did spend 20 minutes stuck behind a Ferrari who was on pace with me, which made it all but impossible to pass legally, but I'm sure it was exciting to anyone watching that fight. Uh, my question is to Job. When you said you were present when I was taking Infotech classes, did you mean the classes we took in year 12 or that time we stuck in, it stuck you into my TAFE class and the lecturer caught you looking at fatgirlsinpartyhats.com? <laughs> And we told him you were my stepbrother who I caught in the net cafe instead of being in school. Kind regards, Heath Testicles. <laughs> well, that is probably the most eventful Heath story I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, mm. Heath racing story, anyway. Uh, I love it. I want to I watch it. Or at least, Heath, you should like get the stream and then cut out the highlights so we can watch it. That'd be fantastic. Um, I was talking about... Uh, when we took class together in year 12, uh, because, well, actually, yeah, you didn't seem to pay that much attention in TAFE class, but um, I figured that, that was because I was there being a distraction, looking at fatgirlsandpartyhats.com. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was a good good time, though. Uh, I don't even know why we did that. It was just, I had nothing on that day. I was a... I was a fucking layabout. I was. I was a slacker. I still am. What am I talking about? Why am I putting on airs, Luke? Pretending I'm not still a slacker. Always have been. Always will be. I'm a. I'm a. No good. Do nothing. No good, Nick. Anyway, good question, Heath. Um, was it a question? Yeah, there was that that sort of question. Uh, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with the, the binary stuff. I think I, I ruined that by reading it out. But there we are. You should have put, don't read this out at the start of the, the thing. Oh, I probably would have read it out anyway. Anyway. 
Nice. Good stuff. That Great is stuff. the that's a show for this week. Um, quick one, nice quick one. Oh, yeah? uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all the places you podcast from. We're under the Gap or the GA Podcast. Please rate and review the show. We have a moment it helps other people find us. Uh, if you want to send us questions, you can the GA Podcast at gmail.com or you can go to our Discord page, the slash Discord. You jump in there, leave us questions like Heath did, hopefully in um, written format or in binary code. Uh, you can also jump in there and uh, play play games. Um, there was like a, a squad of, I think like a full squad of Valheim people the other night. It was yeah. ridiculous. Um, and they're going on. So you can jump in there and do that. You can find us on social media, not on Facebook, but we're on twitter.com slash the GA podcast. Um, you can go to our YouTube page, gapodcast.com slash YouTube. You can watch this in video format. Uh, you can also go to our web- website, thegapodcast.com. Uh, it's got links to all those uh, things we talked about today. Uh, you can listen to past episodes as well on there. And that is all thanks to our Patreon members who help support this show and keep the podcast and website running. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash thegapodcast and become a, a member, uh, get the podcast a little bit early. And we appreciate everyone's support. We love you. That. Um, anything you want to pimp out for this week? You got some uh, articles going up on Oz Gamers, I see. Yeah, go see? and have a look. Uh, if you haven't already, go and have a look at my article, my featured piece on uh, Oz Gamers. It's about the triangle of survival concept that I was talking about last week uh, mm-hmm. on the podcast. I uh, just sort of expanded my thoughts a little bit. Just, you know, followed it through to its logical conclusion, I suppose. Um, I like doing that. That's fun. Um, I did it a little bit. I, I didn't put it anywhere. I probably should have. Uh, but I did it a bit for Hitman. My idea of changing the Hitman story, I wrote that up. But, um, yeah, figured I'd hold on to that one. Didn't feel like it was worth, I don't know, giving to anyone. Um, right. But, yeah, go read that on Ozgamers. It's pretty good. And, yeah. Follow me on Twitter at JoeyJojo, and that's about it. Cool. About you, uh, you can find me twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L-A-W-R-I-E. And that that's it for this week. Um, I don't know what we'll be talking about next week. Oh, we got some stuff. I don't know if we can talk about it yet. There's things happening. Some uh, stuff. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we'll definitely have some games to talk about next yep. week. Some new uh, games. Um, some, some there's some stuff on I'm keen to check out. Too. So, yeah. All right. That is it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I will catch you all next week. See you then. Love you. Bye.